New Light Radio Drama presents a series of interviews from the Promesa Promesota team. Get to know the artists behind our first radio drama. And don't forget to make a donation to support future work. You can Venmo us at New Light Theater Project or become a donor at patreon.com slash newlighttheaterproject. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the New Light Theater Project radio drama series. My name is Will Surratt. I'm an actor and company member with New Light Theater Project. And today it is my honor and my immense privilege to interview my fellow company member, actor, man about town, raconteur, Fernando Gonzalez. Fernando, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Although I'm not really a man about town right now so much as a man about my room. So, so, but you are being known about your apartment. You walk about, you know the people there. Yeah, I shake hands, I kiss babies. Yeah, the whole, the whole nine yards. You recently recorded our New Light's first radio drama, Promesa Promesota. Yeah. You played, oh my gosh, I know this character's name. I was just looking at it. This is a quiz. It's Carlos, right? It is Carlos. I'm nailing this. I'm, I'm three for three. <laughs> so we'll start right at the top here. How did you first get involved with New Light Theater Project? Um, I first got involved with New Light, oh God, how many years ago now? I, I, I'm asking you because. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because this was uh, a show we worked on together, uh, Omega Kids. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2017, which both feels, it feels like it was much more recent than that. And it also feels like it was a thousand years ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, 2017 doesn't, Weird, yeah, weirdly doesn't seem that long ago, but also a different a different time, a different life. Um, but yeah, no, I came in, yeah, doing Omega Kids, which was just an absolutely incredible experience. Everyone on that team was absolutely a, a knockout in whatever they did, including yourself. Stop it. And uh, <laughs> since then, I've uh, done another show with New Light. I did Breeders, where I played a hamster and a man who liked feet. I've range, uh, and I've also uh, done a few readings. So yeah, no, I new light, new light is family. And I, I did, <laughs> I did have specifically questions about uh, uh, breeders. So as you mentioned, hamster, foot fetishist, including putting multiple toes, almost the whole foot, into your mouth. I guess my question is, what kind of prep and research? <laughs> went into your your dual roles as hamster and foot fetishist. Which one was more difficult to prepare for? Did you study up on hamster behavior? Did you do a deep dive into the world of foot fetish? <laughs> Talk to me. Um, I think I give nothing away by saying the hamster was much more difficult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, in relation to the hamster, yeah, we, we definitely did our, our research, which, like, if you're going to have to do homework for something looking up multiple YouTube videos of like little hamsters scrabbling around. You, you could do worse. You know, a, an important plot point in that show was hamsters consuming their own children. <laughs> so that research was much more grim as for the feet. Uh, I'm an adventurous eater. Sure. <laughs> I, I have, I have no scruples. Uh, doing something that I know an audience will enjoy. And I knew that 
were I in the audience, I'd want to see someone not like timidly lick some toes. I wanted to see someone go down on a foot. Right. I mean, it was it was a thrilling theatrical moment for a for a show that contained a hamster eating her own babies on stage. The the anticipation and tension around whether or not you were going to put that foot in your mouth was one of the peaks of I think New Light's theatrical <laughs> endeavors over the years. It was it was really thrilling stuff. And I mean, yeah, I guess I guess your 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 prep for it was show up to rehearsal that day and <laughs> yeah, just be game yeah. and make sure that Jacob cleaned his feet. Which, yes. You know, we had we had wipes and everything before that scene. So it was always a clean foot because I do have standards. That's a very that's a very considered acting partner. That's that's important. <laughs> yeah, work. truly. And yes. that's what we went to theater school for. Really. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. Get ready to do anything. I remember for Omega Kids prepping our final scene in which I'm supposed to have a you know spontaneous nosebleed and frantically curling up with like my costume over me to try to hide the fact that I was shoving a bit of tampon in my nose. Yeah, the, these are the paths that you aren't quite imagining when you're when you're thinking about being an actor as a kid. Yeah. But yeah. Here we are. Yeah, I I oh gosh. And I, I was thinking about that and thinking about like all the stuff you've done for New Light. It's like such a weird specific set of actions, tasks, props, etc. Of like, yeah, you had to make your nose bleed spontaneously on stage uh at the end of Omega Kids as part of like potentially a superpower activation kind of thing. Yeah, you basically, like, had to be standing in the doorway, no hands come up to the face, no, like, making something happen, and just, like, breathe, and blood comes out your nose. Yeah. So, yeah, you had to be, in, like, two scenes, or, like, one or two scenes before, <laughs> had to just, like, surreptitiously, and you had the, like, tampon applicator, too, right? Yeah, yeah, because it needed to be really deep up in my nose, so that, like, one, you couldn't see that I had tampon in my nose, or a bit of tampon, to be fair. It wasn't like a whole thing with the string and everything. <laughs> right. It wasn't like you were giving yourself a COVID test to bring no, this interview no. <laughs> into our into our current moment. It wasn't. It wasn't a deep brain tampon no. logic. <laughs> yeah, that we that pulling that effect off was maybe I think one of the most stressful things that I've had to do on stage because. Not only was I in charge of this effect that, that took us some time to, to figure out actually working, but it also was the end of the play. It was the payoff to a, a, a lot of like subtextual things going on. It, you know, acting I, I can do. I'm like, I can, I can pull off the weight of the scene, but <laughs> if you can't make this effect work, the whole thing falls flat. Yeah. I think there were there were a couple of times in previews where it didn't go as planned, and uh, you just try to move on to that as quickly uh, from that as quickly as you can. But it was stressful, <laughs> right? Because it is like it's all been building towards like this relationship and this idea around like superpowers and something magical happening has all been building to like then this magical thing happens. Yeah. Like that's, it was, it was the thing. I mean, my memory is that it, it worked most of the time, right? It, it yeah, worked. it really did. I yeah. imagine it was super cool to see. And when it did, I think people, like you would occasionally, that would be the most satisfying is when you would get the like gasp. And I had my back to you during those scenes. So I never knew. Mm. But like, if I heard somebody in the audience go like, oh, 
I just would be like, yes, yeah, it worked. No, stressful times, but <laughs> I'll do, I'll do whatever. So then you, you've done all these really weird things for New Light, and then you were part of this first cast for our first radio drama for uh, Promesso yeah. Promesota. Had you had you ever done something like that before? It feels like as all theater shut down, Zoom plays were first, of course, the, yeah. the beloved and dear Zoom play. And then like slowly but surely these other sorts of things are coming out and like radio dramas uh, are starting to be released by a couple of companies. So had you done any radio drama kind of stuff or done any other, like, quarantine theater? Yeah, I mean, I've done some voice stuff before, and I've, yeah, I think I've done a couple of, of radio dramas before. I'm I'm in questioning right now, because I think a lot of the stuff that I've done before is, like, still in, uh, in like, post. Right. But I've always just enjoyed doing voice work, and the moment that we're in right now, it, it took us some time to figure out how theater was going to happen. And Zoom theater is complicated for so many reasons. And there's a lot of obstacles toward honestly just engaging an audience. And it feels like audio is a shortcut to that, right? It's yeah. the reason that music is so deeply and instantaneously affecting to people because it just goes directly into your brain and into your heart. You don't have to mediate it through any opinions you're having of like what the visual is or how comfortable you are. It is going straight into your ear and straight into your brain. Yeah, so I'm glad that this is the development that's happened. It's a great throwback. I mean, like radio drama yeah. works. It's great to see it coming back. <laughs> I don't know. There is something about like audio only that I'm trying to think of a like smart way of saying this of like it it is closer to just being its own thing of like yeah. it's not missing an in-person element that I sometimes feel like I do still miss with other like video recorded theater that is neither mm -hmm. like it's not a movie it's not a play it's this hybrid in between thing whereas like a radio drama was a kind of thing and these like audio mediums and like podcasts and have become so ubiquitous that when it is stripped down to just hearing it, it's more just like, oh, it is this own pure thing. That's an excellent point. Um, and you're absolutely right. There are some like really innovative things being done in Zoom, like Josh Gelb's like theater in quarantine is like really, really neat. But for a, a more traditional play, you know, that, you know, your your text, your your few characters, what have you, Zoom ends up feeling a little bit like a compromise. But, but you're right. Uh, audio drama is a form unto itself, a little more pure and easier to engage with right now. I don't know about you, but I've been doing nothing but listening to podcasts and dramas and things like that these days because it's just easier to consume without feeling bloated. I, I've, I've listened to, I've been listening, I've been catching up on podcasts. I've, I've watched like some theater here and there. I think like one of the cool things I watched was a um, production that was streamed from London, uh, this production of this play Lungs by Duncan McMillan, mm. who also wrote People, Places, and Things that yeah. was at um, St. Anne's Warehouse a couple years ago. And Lungs is this like two-hander of a show that had like had its own production in London and was coming, was scheduled to come to Brooklyn 
with Matt Smith and Claire Foy. Oh. It's a two-person show, and it's all very, like, abstract, so there's no need for them to actually be close to one another. Mm. So they just, like, for a limited run, they, like, did the show in an empty theater in London and just, like, never got within six feet of one another and just, like, streamed it over Zoom. And it was just like, oh, it was nice to, it was nice to watch a piece of, like, onstage theater that was being recorded in this time of just watching actors and, like, they also are terrified and anxious about everything that's going on and what the future is going to be. And they're doing the show. Yeah, I mean, what it, what an interesting challenge, right? Because a large part of the difficulty of the moment, I think, has been adjusting the scale of your performance to a different medium. We're, we're used to being so big or projecting so much in the theater that then like transitioning that to Zoom, you weirdly have to find yourself acting even bigger for it to register or read at all. And then when it comes to an audio drama, you have to do this odd thing of heightening the stakes for yourself, but keeping some sense of reality in your vocal performance. Yeah, acting acting has had to adjust. Yeah, and there's there's something too about like having to like do really big things while you are just sitting in your bedroom. I'm <laughs> just like sure. there's yeah. not the magic of like, all right, I'm in a dark theater, there's atmosphere, there's like costume and set and all of this stuff. It's just like I am I am sweating in my bedroom. <laughs> well, I mean it's definitely easier to believe you're you're another person when you're wearing different clothes, but yeah. You know, when you're wearing your everyday work from home uniform, which is sometimes pantsless, right. it's it's hard it's hard to throw yourself into someone else's life. Right. And you you recorded all of your dialogue for this play. You recorded it fully nude, yes? Yes, yeah. Well I believe that in my purer state I can access my emotions with uh fewer obstacles in the way. It comes across too. You can hear it when you listen to the episode. Thank you. My my nude performance. So we're coming to the end, wrapping up. Have there been any skills, hobbies, interests that have developed in your quarantine? Any things you picked up? Any uh have you become a master bread baker? Like my answer to this question would be that I have gotten oddly into uh, Formula One racing. It's oh. like my new my new sport that I watch. I've just like never watched it ever in my life. It's just like rich European supervillains with very expensive cars. And so that's my my new my new thing I've picked up. All right. You know what? I've really hardcore become a clean freak is what has happened ah. to me. But I think it's mainly one just out of boredom, but also I'm seeing my house every day all the time and I'm spending a lot of my time headphones popped on jamming out to music and scrubbing floors. I mean, that's, that is a great new um, <laughs> pastime because I think it can become depressing quickly if things are just like dirty and cluttered and like, mm -hmm. and you're just in it all the time. And so it's one way to just like, all right, no, this is my like fresh adult apartment. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Fernando, for chatting with me and for uh, everything you've done for New Light over the last three years and everything you've done as part of the uh, radio drama. You've elevated everything you've been part of and you've oh. been a really fantastic actor to know over the past several years and work with. Thank you, buddy. Great talking to you. So long, listener. Be safe out there. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to New Light Radio Drama. This interview was brought to you by Will Surratt and Fernando Gonzalez. 
edited by William Phelps, music by Andy Evan Cohen, and produced by New Light Theatre Project.